Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Casey. What we're going to talk about today is, yes, it's a changing market. Don't panic. Um, you know, there's still people that need to buy houses. There's still people that are moving in. There's still doctors coming to Nova. There's still high tech moving in. So, you know, the market is still here. It's just changing. And what we need to learn now is we need to talk about the buyer pool, how what it is, where you find it, how you benefit from it. So because we can find our buyer pools, we had a, you know, $2 million house sell at 150,000 over list price. We had a 1.6 or 1.5 sell over list price. We have houses that are going for 100, 105, $125,000 over list price. So this is currently in the month of July. Now I'm going to show you how the market has turned, you know, what's going on in July and how important finding this buyer pool is. So let me take you out right now. We're gonna go surfing and look at the, uh, look at our, our um, stats. 2020 through, let's call it June of 2022. On June of 2022, as that month was ending, the market was starting to seize up. So today we're gonna to talk about, you know, where we are with that market. And you know, why I do these stats is for, for this reason. This is what everybody's looking at. This is smart charts. This is real estate. This is coming through the MRIS system. And you can see that it's giving us the June statistics, right? Well, June statistics don't do any good at all. That's like asking a charter boat fisherman, say, well, where are the fish? And he says, well, I don't know. Last month they were over there. Well, that's not timely enough information. We need information that's happening right now. So let's take a look at the market. And I do all this just by hand, right? So this is the July contracts. These are amount of contracts that were written in the month of July for 2017 through 2022. So you'll see, and I went back and did the math three times on this, they actually came in the same. 1,272 contracts were written in, written in 17 and 18, 1,419. 1700 contracts now that's basically because in the early spring that is the pandemic so i think by july everybody's getting housed on the market and the market was moving a little better it seized up early but as you can see it kicked in by july the 21st uh july in 2021 was awesome strong and the average is 1457 but you'll see that average is basically because 2020 and 2021 were so strong, right? So this month, now this is padded because this is the 28th of July, so we still have four days to write contracts. So I bumped this another 10% and it got up to 1,065 contracts. So what this, this is down 25%. So what you're gonna see is that, you know, the, the under contracts and all of that fell 25%. They could report sales are down 25% but you will see sales figures going down. And, and this is the first indicator that the contracts written were much lower this month than they were that month. Now, again, all of our homes sold, everything we put on the market is done. We did get premiums for most of them. Um, so, you know, we take this with a grain of salt. This just means you can't, you can't be stupid about what you're doing. So this is what we look at every month. Um, this is the homes under contract. 78% of the homes were under contract in January, and then it progressively got down. And we know that 60% of the homes under contract, that is a seller's market. 
right? So we see how it's fallen out of the strong seller's market to a seller's market, to a neutral market, to now we're teetering on a buyer's market. Now, again, let me tell you, 7 million different markets in Northern Virginia alone. And that's because, you know, the 600 to $700,000 price range in, in a South Arlington zip code is different than a $1.1 million to $1.25 million zip code in Vienna. So these are all different markets. A market is one square mile, has seven or eight different price levels and has townhouses, condos and single family detached. So there's 7 million markets in Northern Virginia. So, but in general, in Fairfax County, we are really getting close now to a buyer's market, all right? Now, again, huh, as long as you're one of the smart ones, you're fine, we're gonna sell, right? But we gotta be smart about this. So contracts written worth withdraw versus withdrawals. So when you put your house on the market, historically in 2017, 18, 19, in most years, 40% of the homes that were put on the market withdraw unsold. And we're gonna talk about why, but, but bottom line is we don't wanna be one of the 40%. That is demoralizing. It's, it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's no effort, it's frustrating. The, the market has rejected your house and it really didn't reject your house. It was just presented wrong and priced incorrectly. So let's look at the um, contracts for worth withdrawal. So we know that back in March, 78% of the homes were under contract. Today, 37% went under contract. Of the, of the homes, of the listings that were put on in July, only 37% of them went under contract, right? So we know that in that March, that 72% were sold within the first 10 days. That means once it went in, boom, it went, it went off fast. So if you look at here, we're down to 29%. So a little over one third, a little under one third. But these are pretty close numbers. And let me tell you why that they're important is because I keep emphasizing that if a house is gonna sell, you know, you really wanna capitalize on that first 10 days. That's when you're gonna get the highest money, the best terms, yada, yada, yada. So when we prepare a house, we wanna be one of these. We don't always hit it, but we hit it most of the time, right? So now we look at back then in March, the only 2% of the homes were through, which means pretty much anybody could sell a house back then. 26% of the homes in Fairfax County withdrew last month unsold. So that number is rising. That will be at 40, maybe 50% pretty soon. That's why we have to know where our buyer pool is. So that's the bad news, folks. The good news is this. If you look at just a normal house, this is a 3,000 square foot home built in 1990, okay? in Vienna, we looked at, we start back in 2000, and this line here is uh, value based on inflation. So we just add the inflation rate and it grows with inflation. So as we can see in 2005, it spiked, and then it came back down. It took about two, three years, but it came back down. And we know what happened here. We had a financial crisis, a banking crisis, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tip you off that right here, I found out something that changed everything that we do back in 2008. I hope I remember to say something about that, you know, during the show. But right here, you can see it corrected 
And then if it goes under that value, it comes back and then it goes a little over. So you can see it correcting itself to the value curve, right? Well, here's where you are right now. You're $275,000 to $350,000, depending on the house, over the value line. Does that mean it's coming back down? Not really. It is going to come down a little. It is going to adjust. And within three years, the blue line and red line will meet again. Okay. Now, the red line is going to be inflation is going to pump up. So the red line is going to rise a little bit. But I think the good news is for sellers is we are playing on the house's money. Okay. If you look right back in here, right at this time period, 2019, 2020, we're about on the value line. So what does that tell you? That it, it went up in the last two years, 25 to 30% higher than the value line, right? So, so we are playing on the house's money. So, so we don't get 1.374. If you got 1.325, you're still $225,000 above the value line. So when we talk to sellers, we need to be realistic about where we are and how we get to those highest numbers. Now, the homes that we sold in the last two weeks all did very well, all went over list price, all had plenty of, you know, all had plenty of, um, of contracts. And so we can still make that happen. Let me get this, let me get this off so I can see something here. Okay. All right. So today what we're gonna talk about is finding that buyer pool. What is the buyer pool? Why is it so important, right? So. So there are buyers out there for the house. We just need to find out where they are, right? So, you know, there's a couple different ways that, that we do it. One is geographically, one is uh, price-wise, the other is MLS, another is renters, another is neighbors, So, and the other is social media. So what we need to do is we need to analytically determine what the price is that your house should sell for them. But remember, these contracts were in May and April and June. That is a different world. That is not today's world. So we look at that number. We look at where the list price was because that's where the buyer pool was of the buyers that bought those houses. So we're looking for where the buyer pool is. So the first indicator is what list price did the home sell for that are similar years in age size, right? So. How much was it? Was it a million? Was it a million one? Was it a million two? I know they got 1.35, but where did they start? Where did they ask? Where was that buyer pool at? So, you know, we need to find the buyer pool. Now, let me give you a, just real quick, a quick story about how the buyer pools are. We went fishing in, in the Outer Banks and we went with an experienced captain and we went out and we're fishing for tuna because tunas are biting. And so we're out there and all the rigs are set up for tuna or catch tuna. Well, we only catch one tuna in three hours. And so they were there yesterday, but they aren't there the day. And all of a sudden something happened on the, um, on the radio up top and the captain yells at the first mate. First mate's yelling at us, get your poles up. Everybody get the poles up. Everybody bring them in. So we're bringing them in frantically. And as soon as we get that last pole in this, the captain takes off. And, and I mean, he floors it. And we're moving and the first mate is running around and we know that something's going, they found a school of fish somewhere. We're not sure what it was, um, but it finally slows the boat down and we look over the rail and there's a hundred mahi-mahi dolphin, blue, 
I mean, a green dolphin, huge, huge. So we found the buyer pool. We found a pool of fish. And then it's just a function of get that pole in the water, get them and bite them. And then we have different levels, right? Up on top where the, you know, at 10 feet where the seven, eight, nine, 10 pounders. Down below were the 20 and 30 pounders. So he's putting weights on. He's trying to get it down below this six, seven, and eight pounders. And he's trying to get the big fish, right? We're trying to get the 20 or 30s and we're successful. We had maybe four or five fish over 25 pounds. They were huge. It was like pulling a Volkswagen off the bottom of the water. That describes what happened in 2022. That is a clear description of what happened. The captain found the pool of fish or what we call the buyer pool, right? The first mate who was skilled at getting these poles in and those poles out and the right bait and getting them down, getting the fish on the boat, they're responsible. That's the person sitting next to me at all my listing appointments. Those are the people that know how to secure the contracts, get the contract up on the boat, shoot for the big contracts. We're shooting for the big fish, not the little ones. So, and that's why, um, you know, sometime, and this is, a, this is an absolute parallel to the real estate market, right? You know, we don't know where the buyer pool is. We have to go find it. Remember there's 7,000 different markets or 7 million different markets and every house is unique. They have functionality issues and problems or they have upgrades they put in. So we need to find out that buyer pool. That's my job. My job is a captain of the ship. I should start going to listing appointments with a captain's outfit on, but I guess I can't do that. But that's kind of the same thing that's happening here. I'm trying to find a buyer pool and then we've got the right bait. We've prepared the house correctly. You know, the house is at the right depth, the right price, and the right geographical area, and boom, everybody starts hitting. And that's why a $2 million house gets bumped up $150,000, $200,000, $300,000. why a, a $1.25 million house goes up so dramatically. So, because we found that buyer pool. So the buyer pool is where are the buyers? What level are they? Where's the price range? Geographically, where are they? Are they in McLean? Are they in Arlington? Do we have to go to Alexandria to find them? So, so picture this, right? Um, this is why most people fail. This is why 40% of the homes withdraw unsold. Because they're only throwing one bobber in the water. And the one bobber is they're gonna fish in the MLS right? They're only going to fish in one place, the MLS. Now, the visual is they're, the fish aren't biting it. They're there, but they're not biting it because the bait is out of the water. The bait is too high. The price is too high. They don't see it. The, the, the fish don't see it because you're sitting on a dock and you've got your fishing pole out there, but the bait's this far out of the water. They cannot see it. So the problem is that um, people are fishing and their bait's not in the water or they have the improper bait, right? So today's bait is, you know, we interview all of our clients. We know who they all are. We know what they're looking for. The bait is a transitional house, right? You don't fish for um, the reason he pulled all the bait from the tuna off and put on the bait for the mahi-mahi. It's because they eat different food, Right? So what people are biting right now, what they want, what they're looking for is a transitional house. When they're online and, and the home shows like a traditional house, 
Well, <laughs> fish look at it, but they, they swim away. They're not interested. House is just shaking. So, you know, they're looking at pictures and they're just saying, nope, 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 nope. And they pass on the house, right? So it's gotta be the, have the proper bait, right? And the bait has to have these beautiful pictures and the house is, the paint's gotta be correct. And, you know, everything's gotta look good. And you gotta have certain things that make it look pretty transitional. It's not expensive, but that's what brings in the big fish. We're trying to get the, the big fish on the line, not the little fish. We're trying to get the big fish, right? So, so we prepare this and a lot of times a seller or, or a realtor, and again, no, I don't wanna cut anybody down. I mean, realtors really value listings. They want listings. They don't get a lot of listings. They want that listing. So they're willing to say, no, the house looks great. Well, no, it doesn't. It, it's not ready for a transitional buyer. And they'll price it wherever the seller wants. Well, Jim got 1.75 for his house. We should be at 1.75. No, you shouldn't. No, Jim's house was bigger, appraised more. It was in a different market. We need to find out where the market for your house is, right? And, and a lot of, and again, a lot of realtors are just excited to get the listing. And if that's what you want, that's what we'll put it on for. Um, a sign in the front yard is great advertising. Just great advertising. I think the sign in the front yard stinks. If it doesn't have a sold sign on it, it stinks, right? It just means I failed to sell this house. But in the 90s, 2000s, 80s, realtors are taught that to get a sign, in, just get a sign in the front yard. Just get a sign in the front yard. Get your name out there. I think that's bunk. I want my name out. I want that sign in the yard for about 45 days and get it the heck out of here. Put a sold sign on it quick and let's go. So your job is to do this. So the MLS is a critical part of what we do. It's a critical part of the predictive analysis of finding the buyer pool. It's a big buyer pool. It's your main buyer pool. But if you're not in the water and you have the wrong bait, you're not catching any fish. You will withdraw the contract soon. So all we're trying to do is we're trying to make sure that we find the level of where are the buyer pool? Where is the fish? We need to get the bait in the water where the fish can see it, right? Now, not only that, but that's your main thing is to make sure that you are fishing in the right pond, that you have the right bait, that you're at the right level, okay? But we go beyond that. We throw thousands of bobbers in the water. We got bobbers in the water everywhere because you never know if your buyer for $1.6 million house like he was is sitting in a, in a, um, a penthouse in New York reading a Wall Street Journal looking for a house in McLean, right? That's just, a, that's just one of my bobbers, man. We knew he was looking at McLean for the same price house we had in Vienna. We put it into his Facebook, we put it into his Wall Street Journal feed. Boom, he sees it, he loves it, he gets in a plane, comes down here and pays cash for it. That's the way it works. That's just one bobber. We talk thousands of bobbers. So when you're throwing bobbers out in the water geographically and what the price is and, and you know where those are is, is extremely important. That's what we do for seven days. So in, in uh, 2020, I wasn't sure where there was a buyer pool because we're in a pandemic and nobody's leaving their house. And is anybody gonna buy these houses if we put them on? So we started doing a thing called a predictive analysis. And the predictive analysis is take all of your marketing that you do to sell a house and move it back to the coming soon period. So launch your coming soon at a price that you anticipate 
the market is. So you think the buyer pool is there, you're fishing in that buyer pool, you think that's where they are, and then you have to watch and you have to wait. It's like putting your bait in a glass jar and throwing it in water and you start getting pinged by buyers. If you're getting enough pings, then you're at the right time. If you get no pings, if you just hear crickets and nobody's trying to go after it, nobody's trying to touch it, nobody's calling you to see it, then you know that you're in the wrong buyer pool. You've got to adjust the buyer pool. So, you know, this is, this is really no place for amateurs. This is extremely sophisticated on how you determine the price, prepare the house, test the price, get it in the right water, find the right buyer pool. So let me give you an example. Now I'm gonna do this on the fly, right? So I'm gonna give you an example of how we, you know, determine the, the buyer pool. So I'm gonna share my screen and I'm just gonna go live on the MLS. Okay, so I'm gonna come in here and I'm gonna jump on Bright MLS and show you real quickly how I know that the MLS buyer pool is there, okay? So this is the MLS. This is where everybody's homes are stored. And this right here is called a hit count, All right? There's a hit count. So these are the listings we have, right? So I'm looking at the buyer pools here and we put on Prince Edward, this house, and it only has 106 people in the buyer pool. So this tells me how many people have stored searches in the MLS for this house, right? This tells me how many people opened the email that we sent to them. So James River has 314 people in their buyer pool and five favorites. Normally, this is going to get this home sold, right? So Sarah Jones, this had seven, 212, big house. But everybody's calling us. Everybody's pinging us. Everybody wants to get in early so we can hear the ping, 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 ping. This one, we, we had to drop this price. There was nobody in the buyer pool. We dropped it to 1.399 got 295 people in that buyer pool, 13 people favored it. We contacted all the realtors and said, you got people that favor this house and boom, they get a contract that far exceeds what they were hoping for. I mean, again, $150,000 over list price, which is, you know, if you hit the right buyer pool. So 1.45 was not the buyer pool we were looking for. So we had to go down below that. We had to go to a buyer pool of 1.399, then start fishing, bigger buyer pool, bigger people favoring it, more realtors excited, more showings, then everybody shows up and away we go. The other way we know whether we have people coming is if we come into, this is called showing time, right? So this is, this is where you would have your showings for the weekend on the listings. So we just sort right here. And you can see that Winter Rent has got people, Winter Rent hasn't even uh, activated yet. And it's already got five people getting ready to want to see it. Now, as soon as it activates, we know historically that this number will at least double. So we should have 10 to 15 people coming in to see Winter Rent. We'll talk to Pam, how much traffic, how much, who's pinging us? Should this house go on at this number or should we reduce it? Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we had this on a little higher. We weren't getting any showings. I did reduce it $50,000. Now it's got, now it's got plenty of showings coming in. Five turns into 10 as soon as we activate. So <clears throat> we feel confident that now we've hit the right buyer pool on this house, right? 
So basically all I did was find the buyer pool for this house, but how'd I launched it? How'd I launched it? Incorrectly? We would just hear crickets. Let me see if I can find this one. Um, let me see if I can find this one thing real quick here. Let me show you this. This is a perfect example. Finding the buyer pool. Okay, so <clears throat> these are three houses I ran as comps for a house. So these two houses were our competitors. This is us right here. This was one of my listings, okay? So you can see that they were $1.245 million. Their assessments were over 1.2 million. Our assessment was about 1.1. So they were bigger than we were. 42, 4,300 square feet above grade. We're only 2,700. So this is the list price. Now I tried to get 1.3. That's what we tested. It did not test well. So we dropped it to 1.25. So now let's look at the results here. So remember, these two houses are bigger and assessed for more than we are. They both went off at 1.35 and sold for $1.3 million. Our house, we were going to try 1.3, determined it was not a good number, moved 1.25, and we got 1.355. So I got $55,000 more for a smaller house that was assessed $175,000 less than the competitors. So if we want to talk about finding a buyer pool and how much it's worth, well, I can tell you it's probably worth $100,000 to that client right there. Okay? So I hope that kind of um, I hope that that kind of shows you a what the buyer pool is, b how important it is. I just gave you an example how by finding the proper buyer pool, we sell all these houses. So we're selling our houses at eight percent more than the average, and the reason for that is we know the buyer pool. I'm Kevin. They're the first mate. They're really good at it. They know how to. They know how to find the big fish, right? We know how to, you know, we like the seven, eight, nine pounders, but we're really looking for a 30 pounder. We're looking for somebody from the West Coast or McLean. They've got all cash. They're buying big dollars. When they see a house in Oakton, when they've been in McLean, then $1.6 million doesn't seem like that much money to them, right? So you got to know geographically where you're fishing. You got to know the price range where you're fishing. You got to be able to trust the agent that you're with. When they say there's no buyer pool. Now, some people, I will tell you that during coming soon, all they're trying to do is sell it themselves or within their own company. Now, I think that's not investing to the sellers. Perfect example. Um, we had a, a, a buyer that we just closed on. Um, they said, I have a buyer for $1.8 million. I can you know, save commissions. I'll just do it for 1.8. And I explained, you really have to open it up to the whole market, to thousands of people to see who's willing to bid the most. And it finally sold for one point or for $2.2 million. So that's 400,000 more than the offer. So it, it is good sometimes if you can find some internal, you know, to buy. but I'll tell you that if one of my agents says, I have a perfect buyer for this $1.35 million house, I would say, I'll see you on Monday at noon. Make sure you bring your highest and best offer. Right. And it could be my daughter or my nephew or anybody, but the bottom line is the only way we're going to know 
that what a house is actually worth today is by getting it in the right buyer pool, giving it time to soak. In other words, time to get down to those 30, 40, 50 pounders, those, those big money contracts, the 150,000 over list price, the 250, the 300,000 over list price. We need to give it time to sink. And that's why every time we throw something in the water, somebody will immediately get it. That, that Prince Edward you saw, somebody said, I'll give you 1.75 million for it, right? That's that first fish. That gets pinged right out of the gate. We're not looking for that. We need time to soak. We need time for it to get down, time to get into the layers where we can get some of the big fish on this and hopefully not get list price. You know, it's funny. I just showed you that, you know, the market's going down and it's going down and I'm still fighting for like, no, I, you know, I'm not looking for list price. I'm still looking for something over list price. I'm looking for a bidding war because I know that there are good people out there and the competitors are overpriced. So that's not an option. We're the option. They're in our house. They're looking at our house. They're fighting for it. They'll go one after the other and bid it up. Now, I'm just going to say something really quick that if the house has been on for 30 days and everybody's taken a pass, we've done everything we could. We've had the buyers walk in and the fish has seen it and they've pinged it, but nobody wants it. The market has already marked it down 50,000 bucks. So it's time for you to move that price and get it down because now all your contracts are coming in low. So the best thing to do get it into a fresh new buyer pool, let those buyers take a swing at it. And before you know it, they're bidding it right back up. My name is Casey Sampson. You've heard, this has been Coffee with Casey. I'll be here every Thursday now from 10.30 at 10.30 because I got something to do at 11 o'clock every Thursday now. So <clears throat> we will see you again next week. This has been how to find the buyer pool. Very, very important. Um, and if you, you want me, you can find me at 703. 508-2535, or my email address is casey at caseysampson.com. We'll see everybody again next week. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it.